look at us. We're back. Welcome back to another episode of Putt Stuff. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my good buddies, Pete and Dalen. What's going on, fellas? It's good to be back. It does feel good to be back. We took a little bit of a break. Um, I was on a little bit of a staycation last week and also uh, on the night of recording felt like garbage. Um, So I kind of pulled an audible and we just decided not to do it. Um, But we're back. Feels good to be back. And uh, over the weekend, we had some good action out in uh, Kentucky. You didn't even let me say anything. What's going on, man? I'm just vibing. You're just vibing. You didn't. You didn't answer my question when I asked. Well, because normally you you ask, Peter talks, then I talk, but instead it went Peter and then you again. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, that's that's, that's we a take a point. whole week off and the flow is just ruined. How are, how are you doing, Dalen? What's what's going on in your life? What's happening uh, on your end? Okay, sorry, I started coughing right when you asked me a question. Um, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing great. Good to hear. So we had some good competition out in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, at our, but but at, but at our last Elite Series event, there's no more. We're done with Elite Series. Well, technically, Bucket. technically, the playoff events are elite-ish, aren't they? Well, I guess I guess not because no, they're they're, uh, they're worth uh, 150 percent points. Right. So the same as Elite Plus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I was looking at the schedule earlier today, and outside of the two Silver Series that are left, which one of them is in New York, and I think the other one's in Canada somewhere. uh, Yeah. Every event that's left is a four-day event because it's either a playoff or a major uh, or the Tour Championship. So uh, get your your Thursday disc golf viewing ready because it's happening for the next... Two months. Hell yeah. Excited on days where I can have disc golf open while I'm working. It is it is nice. Don't you know, tell my I, boss I said that. I used to work in an office for the last part of last year and the beginning of this year, and so it was always nice to watch uh have disc golf pulled up on my phone or something while I was in the office, but now I'm out on the road and that's not really a possibility while driving. I mean, I guess it is. It's just kind of frowned upon. I mean, I just do work at my job. <laughs> who works at their job? Who? Yeah. Who actually does work at their job? Idiot. Don't worry. It's almost. It's almost the off season. I mean, we know it's not Pete because he works from home, so he's not doing works anything. in quotation marks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I am given tasks and I do them. Just because I don't have to leave my house to do them, doesn't mean it's less work. Well, over this past weekend, uh, there was a tournament out in Kentucky at, at Idlewild, uh, and Idlewild was a fun time, especially on the MPO side. It was a bit of a bit of a tight race over the last day, um, but top five finishers in fifth place. You had Kyle Klein, or excuse me, tied for fourth place. You had Kyle Klein and Paul Uliberry. Uh, at 26 under good for good for Yuli getting up there uh in third Isaac Robinson at 28 under second Calvin Heimberg at 30 under and winning his 
fifth event of the year, which is actually like ridiculous, is Gannon Burr at 32 under. Man, it's crazy how with all these wins, he still hasn't caught up to Calvin Heimberg really in points at all. It's it's because of the consistency of Calvin and people, you know, there's there's some people saying that Calvin is just, you know, he he, he can't win the events, which is he's won three of them. He's won uh, two elites and one silver. Correct? Is that the way it is? Yes, he won Las Vegas. He won Texas State, and I can't remember the third one he won. Okay. But he definitely and, won another elite series. And then Gannon's won three elites and two two silvers. Um, but it, Calvin's just been consistent. He's he's getting podiums. He's getting top fives at almost every event. His lowest finish of the season was a 16th place. I believe that was at Champions Cup. Um, and then his next lowest was a 7th place finish. So he's he's basically top 10 at every event um, outside of the one major and more times than not finishing in the top five. His average uh, finish spot for the year is fourth, which is ridiculous. Uh, the next closest to that is an average finish of 13th, which I believe uh, was is Gannon Burr. Um, not 100% on that, but that would make sense. Uh, so Calvin's having a ridiculous year. He's leading in points. He's leading in, in cash. Began is just winning a couple more. Yeah, the things Gannon Burr has been able to do this year as far as getting wins, like he's becoming who we thought he was going to last year. Yeah. And I I think he won one silver series last year and then well, he won USDGC too, didn't he? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still going from two wins to five wins, like five wins is getting into Tatar territory. Yeah. And, like, and there's still like there's still more events for him to win and like he could he could very easily go out and defend his his u.s championship major at at winthrop in october so like there's still more events for this kid to, to go win and i, I call him a kid because he's he, i don't think he's even 19 years old yet i think he's still 18 is that correct yeah he turned 18 after the season started that's that's so ridiculous he won't, he won't be 19 till next season Freaking fetus out there, just killing it. <laughs> a long fetus. <laughs> it's the lanky boys. You got to be lanky to be good at disc golf, unless you're Paul. Unless you're Paul Macbeth. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, just a, a ridiculous showing from him. And and Calvin did everything he could um, to to win on Sunday. I I believe he was one off the lead going into the final round and finished two off which he shot an 11 under in the final round which means Gannon Burr shot 13 under in the final round so I Calvin Calvin did what he could he did what he could he he, he put up a fight um but Gannon just that that tiny bit better yeah it I wasn't think, good enough <laughs> yeah Gannon Burr um the second highest rated like there were a few ties for first and second I think as far as the ratings go for the final round, but Paul Yulberry tied for the highest rated round of the weekend at 1064. Gannon Burr tied at uh, whatever the second spot is at 1057. So definitely put in some work to stay in the lead for that final round. Hey, Paul's Paul Yulberry is just trying to make tour championship, man. He's sitting in that 33rd spot currently. 
So technically, he's. I hope he gets there. I love Paul Uliberry. Yeah, he's he's just on the outside. He is uh, twelve points behind Nicolo Castro for the Ooh, the final spot. Get Nico out. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that could easily be made up over the last couple of events over the season. So, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. And this weekend is the first playoff event of the year. So, uh, all of the points are a hundred. 50%, so time and a half what they would normally be. Uh, on the FPO side uh, for the event, tied in fourth was Madison Walker and Missy Gannon at even par. Uh, in third was Holland Hanley at one under. In second was Owen Scoggins at three under. And your champion, Valerie Mendahano, at nine under. She kind of just controlled the pace the entire weekend. Um, I don't I don't know if anybody ever overtook her lead after the first round. I want to say she held it for all three. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, I think her, she shot the best round of the week in her first round. Um, yeah. At 66 strokes, which was a thousand rated rounds. So good for Valerie there. Madison Walker was 65 strokes in the first round. Was she? Oh, yeah. There yeah. It is. A thousand and eight rated round for her. We're getting a okay. lot more thousand rated rounds for the FPO players, and I'm happy about it. That's good for them. Yeah. I mean, I think that speaks to the level of competition just growing. Like, disc golfers are getting better and better. Um, so good, good for the women. And speaking of Val getting that win, I, I found out today, and maybe this is information that I probably should have known in advance as somebody who does host a disc golf podcast, uh, but if you win an elite event, elite or elite plus or major, uh, you automatically qualify for the Tour Championship regardless of your of your point standings. So Valerie Mandahano, who has missed a large chunk of the season with injury is automatically qualified regardless of her point standing, which means that technically there's only 19 spots and points uh, in, in order to get in on the FPO side. And that also would apply to Parker Welk, who won an elite, I don't know, like a month ago. I can't remember which, which event he won, uh, but he's like 50th in points. So he's not even close to the top 32. But it doesn't matter because he got the elite win, so he's automatically qualified for the Tour Championship. Uh, so everybody else is just playing for that 31st spot, which does matter. I mean, you've got – here are some of the names floating around that, that 31st mark. Just on the outside are Garrett Gerthy, Paul Uliberry, Robert Burge, uh, Eric Oakley, Brody Smith, Jakob Summerad. Chandler Kramer, Andrew Marwe, like those are some solid, solid names. Um, and right there, just barely making the cut currently are Nico LaCastro, Chris Clemens, Andrew Presnell, Bino Makala, Joel Freeman. Again, very good disc golfers, but they're going to have to keep keep playing well over the next couple of events as we finish out the season to to keep their spot in the playoff or keep their spot in the, the Tour Championship. Well, isn't... uh. Presnell already in as well? Maybe not. Nope, because the event he won was a Silver Series. Oh, then who beat uh, Aaron Gossage in the playoff? Who am I thinking of? 
Um, I find it now. Was it Hamas? I feel like it was an A name. It could have been Hamas. Because Hamas is automatically qualified for winning uh, an elite this year. I think it was the Portland Open. Who won the Portland Open? Yeah, it was Adam Hamas. Okay. It was yeah. a different A name. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, that's, it's getting close getting to the Getting down to the so nitty gritty. It's going to be fun to watch those, those, uh, those points races for sure. Dalen, do you have any insight on the points race? Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope that whoever is doing good gets a lot of points. That is usually how it works. Yeah. One to one to watch that is currently sitting at, at 44th. Um, in, in points, but he's just he's 108 points behind Nico. Nico Lacasho is sitting in the 31st spot, so he's basically the one that's on the bubble. Uh, but the one that's sitting in 44th spot is Evan Scott, who did win a Silver Series this year. So I think he's someone that could make a move. Um, he's somebody that we've talked about before as probably is the front runner for Rookie of the Year. I, I, I would presume at this point uh, he's had it a really, really good season. Uh, and I could see him making a move. I could also see, um, I don't know, it'd be nice to see Double G sneak into the Tour Championship. Um, I feel like 108 points is still a lot of ground to cover. It It is and it isn't. I mean, if, if, he, if he gets, if he were to get like a top five finish this weekend, which he's been, he's been up in the top 10 a handful of times. He has... Three three top tens this year, out of uh, nineteen events that he's played, and one one win, the Silver Series win. If he were to get another top ten, especially this weekend when when uh, the points are one hundred fifty percent, it definitely helps him out. And if he can do it at uh, the MVP Open in a couple weeks, which is the other playoff event, then that definitely would. I mean, he could, well, so he could, how much he could easily he get? get up there. How much does he get for a top five finish right now? Uh, let me find. Yeah, that's that's a good question. This is probably stuff we should know. Is it the DGPT rules and regulations? Him coming in top five in a pro tour event, though, in a not silver series, doesn't seem very likely. I mean, because if you look at the not silver series, twenty third, twenty sixth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh, thirty second, thirty fifth. Even in Silver Series, 38th, 44th, 45th, 46th. True. But he, the biggest problem with him that I've noticed is that there's always, it's very much like, uh, kind of similar to what we've said about uh, James Conrad before, to where he'll have one great round, they'll put him up there, and then it's kind of sandwiched by some mediocre rounds. So if he if he can just get hot and stay consistent, which he's I mean, I think he's 16. So like we're talking about a 16 year old yeah, doing this. Um but if if he can stay consistent, he could easily do it. His so, problem his problem is the consistency. I understand he's 16. I'm not hating right. on this kid by any means, but I could say the same thing about Peter, but he didn't do that. For and, sure. Yeah. Like it just seems like there's a trend with some people that, yeah, he might grow out of it, but he might not. That I mean, that's, I'll never that's grow out definitely, of it. 
that's definitely possible. I, I, I just know watching him uh, on, on DGN when he's been on a featured card, like, that kid's got talent. He's got a lot of talent. It's Peter, just, how'd your tournament go? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. How did the tournament go, Pete? I don't want to talk about it. Can we talk? I really want to talk about it. I lost two of my best discs in the front nine of the first round, and then that one sucks. of my other favorite discs in the second round. So what did you lose? Um, I lost the my new wraith that I just got from the Capalbo tournament. I lost my Star Destroyer, and I lost my uh, Rainbow Raptor. So wow, and you lost. I didn't come in last though. Oh, you came in second to last. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's rough. Oh, there were only gosh. eight people in our division, but yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Was it at least windy? Not really. It was just uh, there were a few holes that I just I couldn't gauge where the water was or where the OB was properly, and I just had a lot of OB strokes. That's why OB's stupid. Yeah, there's literally one hole where I threw it into a sand trap and then threw it into another sand trap. Ooh. Well, now I'm on Peter's side because OB is dumb. <laughs> but it is, it is I mean, what it is. They have dive teams that go in the water and stuff, so hopefully at least the Raptor gets found because everything, like, I can replace the Star Destroyer easily, but I want that Raptor back. <laughs> is it the Paul Euliberry one? Yeah. Um. But going back to points, uh, I do have the breakdown here. Um, so typically in an elite series, first place is 100 points. Second place is 85. Third place is 75. Fourth place is 69. Nice. And uh, fifth place is 64. So, I mean, with with the 50% bonus, I mean, the fifth place. You'd be halfway there if Nico got no points. Which, which is a possibility. If no one ahead of him, if no one ahead of him got any points, he'd be halfway there. Well, okay. So what's what's the lowest finish to get points? So technically, any player that finishes the tournament below fiftieth gets one point. Um, you get into the single digits basically under fortieth, because fortieth okay. is tenth, and then forty first is nine. Then eight, seven, six, five, four, three, and then a few twos, and then ones for the rest of the spots. Okay, so you would have to get. Hmm, he would need. He would, need would to have to get top five roughly, a couple times at these big events. Okay, so what's what is what gets you thirty five points? At an elite plus. At at an elite at a regular elite series. Oh, thirty five. Uh, well, seventeenth is thirty six. Eighteenth is thirty four. Okay, so that's about where he would need to finish to get 50 points this weekend or, or MVP Open. Right. So that's, that's, that's not he'll outside need, the realm of possibility. He'll need everyone between him and 31st place to do worse than him. True, which, which also, I mean, isn't outside of the realm of possibility. When yeah, you but it's out. also very well within the realm of sure, happening. Sure. I mean, I'm just not, I'm just not using, happening. Sorry, I'm using him as an example of, of of a guy that I could see possibly. I don't know why I'm fighting this so hard. I I agree. Him. Yeah, why are you such an Evan Scott? Hater? Wait, so who's in thirty second place? Garrett Gerthy. Yeah, by, I could see him doing it by four points. Much easier than the guy. Oh in yeah, 
I mean, I, I so I just want Nico Castro to get knocked out. That's all I want. I think a hundred points is about the furthest back that you can be and and still be able to make that up because there is so there's there's the two playoff events. There's two majors, which are also both worth 150%. And then there is two Silver Series left. So if yeah, Evans Which Scott, a lot of people don't play the Silver Series, so... Right, especially this time of year when every tournament's going to be four rounds outside of the Silver Series. And uh, they're not worth nearly as much. So a guy like Evan Scott, if he's able to just grind it out on the road, go to every event, play every event, he's... He's given himself a good chance to get those hundred points, but I would say outside of a hundred points, it's very—it's going to be very difficult to make up. But nothing's outside the realm of possibility yet. True, and you've got—you've got Brody Smith, Eric Oakley, Robert Burge, Paul Uliberry, and Garrett Gerthy all within fifty-three points of that final spot. So I—I I could see any of those guys making a run. But we'll see what happens. Does somebody get Nico Castro out, please? Please. Please. Please, God. Please do it. <laughs> Joel Freeman could get knocked out, too. 27th. That'd be fine with I mean, me, too. I'd be happy with that. He's only 50, <laughs> he's only 50 points ahead of Girthy, So It's like two of the yeah. most unlikable people in a row. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the good news is, though, unless they go off on those first two rounds of uh, the tour championship, they're going to get eliminated after the semis, anyways. Who's because... the third most unlikable disc golf player? Mm. Uh, uh, Drew Gibson. Oh, no, I like Drew, man. No, but he's unlikable. I can see how he could of be. The sure. Alabama fan disc golfers, Drew Gibson is definitely not the most likable. Again, I can see how he could come off that way for sure. I still think Paul McBeth is unlikable. He's well, the, yeah, he's the Tom Brady of he's, of he's Tom Brady unlikable though, so we don't yeah. count it. Yeah. Um, my third this, least favorite disc golfer is Dalen. Even you know who my third <laughs> least favorite? I know you guys know who my least favorite disc golfer is. So he's default the most unlikable. <laughs> Mr. Vanilla Ice Cream Vanilla himself. Ice, yeah. I don't know why you dislike him so much. He's such a loser. <laughs> He's looking he? all boring he? and dumb. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I don't know who... I don't know who I'd put in that third spot. Who's the guy... I feel like I heard that somebody really didn't, people really didn't like, um, oh man, I'm blanking. I mean, a lot of people don't Is like Brody a, Smith. Well, yeah, but that's I, a whole nother I thing. don't like Brody Smith. I will say that. Is it Alden Harris? That's not the right name. No, I you can't. No, wrong name. Wrong name. It's something like that though. Adam Hammes? No. Aaron Gossage? No. Uh... Well, don't even, we can't even figure it out. Of all the A names. Ezra Aderhold? 
Well, yeah, he's a weirdo, but I love Ezra Ederholt. He is a little bit of a weirdo. He's a little bit of a weirdo, but I love Ezra Ederholt. That dude needs to he chill out like, on the steroids. He looks like a jock who like accidentally started playing disc golf in like the off season of football or something, and then just stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, by the same accord, like Brody Smith looks the same way. He's so jacked. I don't. I don't think Brody Smith is jacked like Ezra Ederholt yeah. is. Sure, but okay, like, but Brody, Brody Smith, Smith also is big. He's like a big guy. I could see him like playing he like, also, a sport like football. He also gives off like gym rat vibes, though. Uh, maybe I don't know. Emerson Keith. Nobody yeah. likes Emerson Keith for some reason. That's what I was thinking. Really? Of. I don't know why. I just remember reading. That doesn't it. make sense to me. I don't I mean, know what he's done. He is with Lone Star though, and all of those people are weirdos. The, the, I was I was just about to bring up Chandler Kramer as being a guy that I don't really care for, and he is also a Lone Star guy. <laughs> Chandler Kramer is fun though. How many guys do you see in professional disc golf that just refuse to throw back hands? I mean, that's that's <laughs> fair. Like that's fun. That's fun. Lone Star did just kind of seem to throw. A bunch of shit at the wall and see what stuck with their signings. Like they they went inside just like everybody that nobody else wanted. Basically anybody with a pulse who wasn't already signed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way to get some some people on board when you're a smaller brand, sign the people no one else wants. I guess. But then it's also like you're forced to have your biggest star be Nico Castro. So Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. all right we got anything left to say about uh old idlewild um no i think i could win you think you could win idlewild yeah maybe you could beat ganon burrs minus 32 over three rounds yeah, i think i could <laughs> if i had a, if i was really hot like what Devin said if you just got really hot and played consistent for three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can get birdies if I just keep getting birdies. If I just luck out every time, it could oh, happen. Yeah. yeah, it's just that easy. <laughs> just get birdies. Well, as we were speaking about uh, points and standings and everything, just to give you an update on the top five, because we did get some movement uh, both in the FPO and MPO. On the FPO side of things, your top five sits Kristen Tatar in first, which she hasn't played an elite series in what feels like, I don't know, six weeks at this point. I don't think she came back after Europe. I don't think she did either. And she, I mean, she doesn't need to. She, I would bet yeah. she's not coming back until Worlds just because, again, she doesn't need to. Um, Tatar in first, Missy Gannon in second, Katrina Allen third, Owen Scoggins in fourth, and Ella Hansen uh, rounding out the top five. On the MPO side of things, you've still got old Vinny sitting at the top, Calvin Heimberg. Uh, in second is Gannon Burr. Third, he's got to be getting close, right? He's not. He's not, man. Wow. Wait, so, uh, Gannon to, to Calvin. Oh no! Yeah, it's not close. No, it's it's a one hundred and sixty-three point difference between them. Hey, if uh, if Gannon wins and Calvin comes in fiftieth, then he's got it. <laughs> yeah, you know who else could say that? Isaac Robinson, who sits five points behind Gannon Burr. 
which which is crazy because Isaac has the one major win, and then just a bunch of top tens, and Gannon Burr has five event wins, and is only five points above. That's Isaac called being Robinson. boring yet consistent. Yeah, I mean, I mean that is that's true. That is true. And what do I hate <laughs> him because he's boring? <laughs> I feel like I should clarify that I don't hate Isaac Robinson because that's mean. He's just dull. Sure, that's that's fair. That's just kidding. Fair. I hate him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as as mentioned, Isaac Robinson in third, in fourth uh, is Ricky Wysocki, jumping up into the top five. In fifth is Kyle Klein, also jumping up into the top five. Yeah, I know Eagles skipped a couple events after yep. Europe, so that's part of the reason he fell out. Which again, he doesn't—he doesn't really need to. He's—he is—he's uh, qualified. Like he's—he yeah. doesn't have to worry about falling thirty no, spots. He's—he's he's eleven points behind Kyle Klein. So I think I think Richard's going to get it done. He could. I think he's going to get to first. I, get I don't first. see that happening. He's 300 well, points behind. I literally don't care. <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, man. Well, this week, as we mentioned, we have the first playoff event of the season, and it is Dis- the Discraft Great Lakes Open, also known as D-Glow. Uh, this, is, this is a fun one. It's played on a... Basically, the course is on sledding hills in Michigan. Um, so hills that are traditionally used for sledding in the winter, they use for disc golf in the summer and for this event. Uh, and it looks like a fun course. A lot of elevation. I think it's my favorite course it's, to watch. It's it's a it's a good one. It's a really good one. It's very a lot. It's this is the only caddy book I've seen that's had elevation profiles in the caddy book then that's how like drastic this is yeah it's it's a fun one because you'll have like a handful of like seven eight hundred foot holes that they just bomb from the top of the hill and so it's you know it's it's fun it's fun to watch makes for good tv yeah this one's going to take a lot of because for those uphill shots you're going to need a lot of not just like because you can throw a lot of distance, but kind of just like throw a low straight shot or a low flex shot. You need to be able to throw uphill, which is, I think, one of the hardest things to do in disc golf is to like get to the top of the hill, have enough knowledge to be like, okay, the hill's this high. How much, how hard do I need to throw it to get there? You know what I mean? Throwing, throwing uphill sucks. Yeah. Have you, have you played any courses with like, man, relatively I mean, extreme? Elevation. Not extreme. Uh, uphill extreme. is brutal. Uh, like Arrowhead has some holes where it's like it's a little hilly right in front of the hole, and you have to throw over it. But nothing like uh, those this don't extreme. count. <laughs> De- Devin's scene uphill has no effect on me though. This is true. This is this is very true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, being being out in Georgia when I first started playing, like there's a handful of courses out there that those decent elevation there's one that i played in fact this course is the it's in the top 50 worldwide courses which is an odd spot i i, I don't know if i'd put it that high but it's uh it's the north georgia canopy tours course up in lula georgia 
there's actually a there's it's the third it's the third hole on the on one of their courses that you literally throw off of it's a platform that's like that kind of hanging over a hill that's the tee box uh and it, you throw off that and it's maybe 300 feet to the basket so you basically throw a putter or a mid-range off of it um because it is it is a straight drop down um, but it's a lot of fun to play a lot of fun to play Um, hill courses one of the craziest like hill courses like mountain course i ever played was richmond hill in Asheville. yeah it's like a 10 out of 10 i mean i i could believe that Asheville would have some good elevation uh, it's a, it's wild like and i played it when i was newer to disc golf so like yeah i wasn't really prepared for it and it's just it's hard to explain what hiking through the mountains yeah while playing disc golf is like yeah well, maybe in and october we take a little trip the take courses that <laughs> we play in myrtle beach are very flat yeah, yeah. which i i mean credit credit to the people that designed both Sakasti and Splinter to design such great courses with zero elevation. Uh, I think that takes a lot of talent. Um, that's not true. On hole 15 at Splinter, you have to walk up a little mound. Okay. <laughs> five feet of elevation. Not even five feet. And Sakasti <laughs> has the um, elevation on hole 17. It's about four feet, probably. That is Not true. to mention Sakasti has at least... At least one elevated basket at a time, if not two. Yeah, but that doesn't count. No, in elevation three range because of the kabobble, the Devin's yeah. favorite so, hole, the kabobble stupid hole. hole. So in Myrtle Beach, combined, we have about nine feet of elevation on our disc golf courses. <laughs> yep, and on hole one of, uh, it's called the Toboggan Course, um, in Milford, Michigan, there is minus sixty feet of elevation. <laughs> The throwing downhill 60 feet. Yep. yep. That sounds about hole. right. Man, downhill holes are so fun. I wish we had one. Downhill holes. Downhill. Downhill. Excuse me? <laughs> downhill oh, holes. Good thing this is E for explicit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> downhill holes are a ton of fun. Uphill them. holes suck. They're awful. Like you, you could feel like you put a rip on one that's gonna that would typically go, you know, 300 plus feet and it's going 100 Man. feet. I don't remember what hole it was, but it was across a valley and uphill, and I said, watch this, and chucked a destroyer. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was... Uh, and guess what? I mean, you, you parked. parked it. You parked it. Parked. That was uh, <laughs> that was hole eight at the Sammy and Daniels. It was like 220 feet, too. I don't know why I threw a destroyer. You remember the hole... Uh, it was hole 11 that is literally straight uphill. It was... I think it might have been one of the last ones you played. But it's like 200 feet, but it's literally nothing but uphill. Yes, I remember it. And it's like a big, like a wide open yeah. big hill, right? Yeah. 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 That one was, it wasn't hard, but it also wasn't fun. No, it's it's like this is, this sucks. And then climbing it afterwards to get to You have to disc. walk up a big yeah. hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a fun course. I that's that to this day remains in my top three courses. It's a lot of fun. There's a tournament happening there in October, and I'm debating on signing up for it because it's a lot of fun. All right, 
predictions. Do we want to jump into them? You know, just I, a funny story is last week we didn't record, but you guys said, hey, what would your predictions be just in case, right? Yeah. And you guys both answered, and I just didn't even respond. Yeah, you didn't. So I didn't win or lose. Well, neither. I mean, we didn't we, win. I guess we technically lost. Yeah. You lost, and I'm <laughs> neutral. <laughs> I need to go back and count up how many each of us have gotten right because I don't remember what the number is for all of us. I, I know that it, I know that Pete's in the last place. I that much Dalen's I'm winning. that much I am certain of. I'm pretty sure Dalen's winning. It's weird how well picking Ricky Wysocki and Ella Hansen works. I don't think I don't think Dalen's winning. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm still leading. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm winning. Positive Dalen's winning. Dalen, how many do you think you have? I don't know. I don't even remember who I pick. Because I, I feel like he got, he's got a couple from Calvin. He's got at least one from Paige. Yeah, and but Tatar. He's got one from Tatar. He's got one from Scoggins. I have uh, like four I from Tatar. I think you have one from Ricky also. You definitely have the most like varied for sure. But I'm pretty sure I'm sitting at. Like ninety five percent certain, I'm sitting at seven. I'm which, pretty like, sure I'm those at are seven at least. You have Calvin at LVS. You have Tatar right. at like four. Yeah. You got Haley. No, you got Cat Merch at one. Yep. Did you get Haley King at one. I feel like I did. I think that's all you have. I think you're at seven. That's that's the number I think I'm at as well. I think Dalen's at eight. He might be. He might be. He's at seven or eight. He's at, you guys are either tied or he's winning. This is why I need to go back and, and check. <laughs> I mean, if you're winning, that's fine. Just let me know. I'll rub it in if you're not, but otherwise I will uh what's the word? Brag Except about it. my no, I will if I'm losing, I'll I will be respectful and I will say, Good job, Devin. If I'm winning, I will rub it in his I face. won't because half his wins are like the easiest pick in the universe. We could have picked her too. Yeah, you could have. No. You could have. Thank you. Thank you, Dalen, for taking my side. Oh, fuck fuck you. You should have picked somebody I, else. I said I wasn't picking anybody from a particular list and she was on it, so I couldn't pick her. Okay. Alright. Well, who who are you going with, Dalen, for the Great Lakes Open? The amount that I want to pick Manabu Kajiyama yeah. is astronomical. <laughs> but he's 37, has played in the U.S. like three times. That rated, so, though. Yeah, but... He's the highest rated disc golfer in the world. Do it. I'm going to pick... Do it. Do it. Ricky Waisaki. Boo. <laughs> Think what's more fun than Ricky Waisaki bombing downhill? <clears throat> Tell me, name one thing. Fair. There's zero things. <laughs> oh gosh. FBO. What's the total length of the course, Pete? Uh, it is. If I can go back up to it, four. Well, there's like A and B. I don't know why it's. They're not playing different layouts. So it's basically 11,000 feet either way. There's like an A but and B down, layout. The A layout is 10, 8, 5, 1. The B layout is 11,002. 
for the MPO. The FPO is a little shorter. It's basically 9,000 for the FPO. Okay. So it's long, but it's downhill. Right. Um, do it, do it, do it. What are you saying do it about now? I don't know. <laughs> He's just really excited about you doing something. I just want I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Ella Hansen. Solid pick. She's she's got the she's got some distance. It's downhill, which will make it a little higher. I was gonna pick Own Scoggins because it's downhill and she's got the touch and the distance won't matter as much. But also I just want to pick Ricky and Ella every week. Hey, <laughs> Ella finished top fifteen last year, so solid pick. Yeah. All right, Pete. Are you gonna let me go? Are you sure about that? Sure. What if we have the same pick? What if we do? What if we do? What if we don't? Just don't let that happen. <laughs> well, I don't know who you're picking. FPO. I'm going to go with Own Scoggins because she's been real hot since she's been back. And Dalen didn't pick her this time, so I'm going to pick her. And plus, she's forehand heavy, and I, I like forehand heavy players. MPO. It honestly is super tempting to pick Nafukachiyama. <laughs> it's so tempting. But it's weird because you look, he hasn't played a lot this year. He's played like essentially once or twice a month. Yeah. No, I'm going to go... Somebody who's missed the last couple weeks is back this week, has won this event a few times in the past, and is also from a place that is extremely elevated. I'm going to go with Eagle McMahon, who is also my year-end pick. So, Is no one going to pick Manabu Kajiyama? I mean, I'm not. So Okay. Then can we, as a podcast, say if Manabu Kajiyama wins, we all get to win? I like that idea. Yeah. Because it would sure. just be fun. Because we, we, we want to root for him. So. Sure. All right. Well, for my FPO, I was going to go own, but Aha. not to be. Um, hmm. I still, like, I still want to pick Haley or Holland. I just, I've gotten burned so many times Listen, by both of them. Devin, I'm willing to do this for you. You can pick both of them. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you can pick both of them. <laughs> no. no I'll, but you I'll... don't get an FPO pick or an MPO pick. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. No. I... But listen, okay, no, you can pick both of them, but Manab- Manabu is your F- MPO pick. No, I want to root for him too. We no, also get to I, root for him because we all win if he wins. I'm going to go with Holland Hanley. Uh, again, she's just having an excellent year. So, uh, coming off a third place finish at Idle Wild, we'll see what happens. Uh, over on the MPO side of things, I'm going to 
pick a kind of a local. Uh, he is from Michigan. He finished sixth at the event last year. I'm gonna go with Kyle Klein. I think uh, I think he's he's got the goods to get it done. So those are my picks: Kyle um, Klein, Holland Hanley. Kyle Klein is from Wyoming. Wyoming, he's Michigan. From Wyoming, Wyoming Michigan. Michigan. I know. I just wanted to say he was from Wyoming. Because <laughs> who the fuck is from Wyoming? Kyle Klein. <laughs> Imagine being from a city named after one of the worst states, probably. Hey, Wyoming. Wyoming is Wyoming? beautiful. It's got Yellowstone. Yeah. No, that's Montana. No, that's no, that's Montana, mostly Wyoming. And Wyoming. No. <laughs> Yellowstone Yellowstone takes up like the smallest little bit of Montana and the smallest little sliver of Idaho and the entire rest of it is in Wyoming. Meh. It's in Montana. It's just a fact. It is a fact. And Wyoming is beautiful. This is this this sounds like a bunch of hate from a guy that's never been to Wyoming. <laughs> I mean, my dream is to live in Wyoming. Oh, I would move. The there general rule is: the more straight lines a state has, the more problematic it is. Let's move Peter, there. Have you ever been to Yellowstone? No, I haven't. It's the best. I want it to is. go. It is the best. I say, I love Montana. Best ever been in my life. I say we move to Wyoming, build a fantastic disc golf course, and get a tournament on the Pro Tour. Okay, let's move to Wyoming. We call it the Putt Stuff Open. I don't, I don't have any money. Do you have any money? You need money? Yeah, because we got to buy somewhere to put right. the disc golf course. Uh, we're going to launch our Patreon. Damn it. Uh, Patreon.com slash putt stuff. What's, what's, more, uh, what's more possible to, to I mean, I feel successful? like land in Wyoming can't be that expensive. Patreon or, or GoFundMe? OnlyFans. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> That's the one. That stuff already sounds like an OnlyFans, too. Yeah, Peter, Yellowstone is 99% in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. so it's in Montana. It's Fuck technically off. in Montana, yes. Idaho and Montana, it touches them. I wouldn't mind living in Montana, either. I mean, anywhere in that area is beautiful. Montana, Or, like, very, Idaho. very northern Colorado. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that to me is the prettiest part of this country is that area, for sure. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds like a great plan. I don't let me know, don't know about this whole money. money situation. Let me, let me know. Let me know if you get. We're some. gonna figure out this Patreon. We're we're also gonna start a Patreon for booth review and uh, just use that money for this purpose also. I don't know get... if I like you funneling money from uh, our other venture. Why not? They're both ours. <laughs> it's the same stuff. What are you talking about? Just because I didn't found that one with you. Blake decided he had to like be a parent or something. Can't do it anymore. I mean, kids, man. The youths. Dalen has a kid. Yeah. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, honestly, most, I was say, less than you guys are. Most of the time, you're only you've only missed like one or two full podcasts, and that wasn't because your kid. That was because you were out of town or sick. Sometimes I'm real sleepy. Sometimes he's barely here. Barely. Today, I told you guys I might not be able to make it because I was real tired. Yeah, I don't. 
Yeah, but I then you were just you. playing Baldur's Gate, so. I decided to tough it out for you guys because I care. Hey, oh, we we appreciate it. We feel the love. And the quality of my input from the beginning to now has really improved. I wor- I warmed up. That's you good. did. I'm glad. You did. Well, as always, we appreciate all of you guys for tuning in and listening to us in whatever capacity you're doing so, uh, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, whatever you're doing it on, we appreciate it. There's a Hopefully way to... not outside my window. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, this room isn't soundproof, so if you're outside my garage, please stop it. I just checked and I didn't <laughs> see anybody. There's no windows in here. Uh, oh, we do have... We do have some socials if you want to follow us on there at Put Stuff Pod on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate the support. And uh, we will see you next week for I don't know what the. It's the called. 2023 Jim Palmieri's 50th American Flying Disc Open presented by Dynamic Discs. Yeah, that's the one up in up in upstate New York. Rochester, New York. Is it a silver series? It is a silver series. It is a silver series. So, tons of fun, but we'll see you then. Ciao.